working for you. PM Live on SAFM 104 to 107. It's uh, almost 20 minutes to five, and as usual on Wednesday, we've got our arts and arts and culture feature, and uh, we have a very interesting guest today, if only for what she's uh, done of late. That's a South African travel blogger by the name of Kajin Zama. She's been out and about touring the continent, the 26-year-old backpacked from Cape to Cairo, literally solo, using only public transport. The headache just of doing that locally. I'm sure some of you are wondering how. So she's going to tell us in just a moment. But she was able to get accommodations sponsored in some countries, such as South Africa, Namibia, Botswana, Malawi, and Kenya, and other countries. So she got by by finding people on social media that were able to welcome her into their homes. Catch a very good uh, afternoon to you. Risky business, that by the way. Brave. Thank you. <laughs> like, Thank hello, you for I'm here. Me. So, can you please host me? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how Literally, it really went. Right? I just got to the bus stop and I was like, hi, I'm at the bus stop. And then somebody came and picked me up and I stayed at their house. Anybody. Yeah, I and it was mostly guys actually. Of but course, some of, them, of course, it would be mostly. <laughs> no, but that's the thing though. Every time, every guy that I met, mm. when they would introduce me to anybody, they just said, "Hey, this is my sister from South Africa." Some of them, I remember in Sudan, it was a family. It was a young family. Uh, the guy was uh, thirty-one, and his wife was twenty-three. And I actually, they had two kids, and I shared a room with. with them. All four of them in one room. We'll come back to the concept behind it in just a moment, but I'm very intrigued by this. So did you have contacts beforehand, before you landed in some of the countries, or were people just following your blog and they knew that you'd be in that area and you said, hello, so can somebody please pick me up? (laughs) So uh, when I started, um, I did not know a single person in in any of the 10 countries that I visited. Um, but um, I was able to meet people through social media. So um, the more the, 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 the trip yeah. grew and the interest, yes. you were able to net more. Yes, interest. there's also a website that I had found which caters for budget travelers, and it's a platform where budget travelers come on and people offer to host you on their couch or wherever you can sleep in, in their house. So that's what's how it called for some of us? It's <laughs> couchsurfing, couchsurfing.org or couchsurfing.com. And basically you just go on couchsurfing, you set up a profile and people will just find you. And even here in Joburg, people come into the country and they're like, hey, I'm in Joburg on this date. Um, I do have accommodation. Would you like to meet up for a coffee or maybe just show me around and things like that? The so, risks of that, talk to me about that. How do you make sure that you're not... The, for me, personally, I find that there was absolutely no risk. Hmm. Uh, most people, when they met me and they learned that I was a girl alone who was traveling from South Africa, their first instinct was, to we need you. to protect her. So tell me about, was it, did it have anything to do with the reason why you're traveling? Just tell the listeners why you decided to do this. So basically my reasons was, I was traveling, I, I started a, uh, a, a travel blog to promote, essentially to promote South Africa to South Africans and how to travel in a budget. But then I decided, yeah, I've done the whole of South Africa. How about we just go into the continent? Mm. So um, I said, okay, I'll promote Africa to Africans. And I'm also very, uh, I, I believe that it's time Africans start telling stories of 
Africa and Africans. And I hoped to one day inspire change in how as Africans we perceive ourselves as Africans and fellow Africans and Africa as mm. a continent. Now, obviously, you came back three weeks ago, and we're, yeah. we're going into rather sensitive territory here. You're talking about Africa for Africans and traveling and, and telling our own stories. And there's been, obviously, some uh, contestation, disagreements about that. What was the reception for you like, given the timing, what was going on back here at home? But also the appeal. I mean, it's an identity issue at the end. Um, I through my travels, I noticed that if we are going to talk about xenophobia or racism, that's an issue that we have in Southern Africa. The moment you get into Zambia and you start traveling north, mm. it's not there. Exactly. For them, as when you walk in, it's just my my sister or my brother. That type of thing. Most people don't really care where you come from and what brings you here. They're just more interested in you as a person. Whereas here in Southern Africa, it was, it's, yeah, it's a bit different. There's a bit of an obsession with the racial category. Yes, the racial category and also your nationality. Hmm. So it's very different out. So tell me about the Fofo Maslali sign in other places. How does it work? Oh, the Matatus, the Boda Bodas. <laughs> Well, the, um, Botswana was the one that was a bit intense. I remember there was a taxi which <laughs> it's took always about... intense in Botswana. I don't know why, but <laughs> the taxi I think took about sixteen passengers, and there was about forty-two of us in there. <laughs> um, I mean, somehow managed to uh, everywhere else. It was quite simple. I mean, I got really excited when I got to Tanzania, and I had to get on the, the on the, the motorbike, yeah. you know. And um, the tuk-tuks were also very pleasant. I didn't like taking taxi cabs because I was like, no, I want to get on a tuk-tuk the, the or real, a motorbike. Yeah. yeah so, so did, did you compare things like uh, prices? experience i mean it's a very special experience to be in a taxi yeah you know anywhere <laughs> in the world but just from the south african experience did you compare some of those things um yes uh when it comes to transport um public transport south africa is very expensive mm-hmm. when it comes to public transport um i look at uh for accessibility what about that because we we often complain about you know, in accessibility in our country about being able to reach places. I think our issue is we want too much comfort in public transport. We need to be comfortable. And you cannot expect to get in a taxi and do a four four maslalisan ipri like you're sitting in your car. On nickel like don't sit on my hip. (laughs) It's not gonna work like that. You need to understand that when you're going to be using public transport um, it's not going to be comfortable. It's probably not going to be pretty. But um, when it comes to transport, South Africa is very, very expensive okay. with public transport. What have you learned through your travels that you'd like to share with the rest of the um, listeners? And that you would like to say, to, to you know, I'm, I'm guessing you'd like to issue a challenge to say, you go out and try it. Um, what have I learned? I learned love. Um, I walked into random people's houses and... I have never experienced such love in my life. Did you find love on your travels? I did not find love, although I did break a few hearts. <laughs> I think that's a great <laughs> note to end it on. Thank you so much, Kachi. <laughs> Kachi Zaba is a 26-year-old South African travel blogger. She said she started 
that's here at home trying to encourage us to travel within our country. But she decided to do the Cape to Cairo experience on public transport. And you said it was couch couchsurfing.org couchsurfing.org that she used to be able to get accommodated in the 11 countries that she traveled so you can use that if you are a traveler 0891 104 209 the lines are open do give us a call